Yo, what's going on? Welcome to the Post Game Report. My name is Gabe Henderson alongside Ben Lieber, and we have just finished the Minnesota Vikings-Detroit Lions game where kicker Greg Joseph booted a 54-yarder to beat the Detroit Lions 19-17 here at U.S. Bank Stadium. And Ben, um, we were talking a little bit off camera. This is a win, and you yeah. take any win the way you can get it, but this does not feel good going forward. But we were two and three as a team. Yeah, you know, this game to me coming into it was <clears throat> was a style game for me. You know, we had to we had to not only win, but win with style. And yeah. we certainly did not do that. So that's why this win feels so hollow. Is yeah, you're gonna you're gonna take the win in the uh in the win column. But you know, what did we walk away from this from this game feeling really, really good about with our mm-hmm. team? You know, there's such a conservative approach offensively. It, it, there, there's a mix of some creative plays, but it just seems at like really odd times that we run some of yeah. these these gadget type plays, these sort of gotcha type plays. Um, there doesn't seem to be a rhythm on offense. There doesn't seem to be an attacking style on offense. And, and our run defense is still not where it needs to be. Yeah. Speaking of run defense, fifth straight game, we have given up 100 plus rushing yards on the ground. And this was a game, like you said, where we were supposed to figure it out and say, okay, well, we're not going to let someone come here and run all run up and down the field. Granted, they did not do that, but you do expect more from your defensive line. Sands, Michael Pierce, who's out with the elbow injury right now. But I, we, we got to talk about the guy behind the defensive lineman, the linebacker, Anthony Barr. First game back since last last year, week two. He was dealing with a, the pectoral injury last year, got hurt his knee earlier this year in training camp, and now he's back. What did you see from him? I know you interviewed him on the KFAN post-game, pop, well, post-game report that you did with him on the field after the game. So what, did, what was your thoughts on him? Yeah, I, I thought it was kind of, uh, it's kind of expected. You know, he came out. He, I think his hair was on fire. He was super excited. The thing I liked about him is he was making reads and being decisive. Mm. Now, some of those reads and some of those decisions were not the right thing to do. Right. But he was still getting downhill and trying to make an impact. Yeah. And um, and that's what you want to do as, as far as a player is just you want to get a few hits in. You want to get downhill. You want to feel that contact again. And then his vision will start to open up as he gets more and more reps. You know, I, I imagine by after the bye week, he's going to he's going to be settled in. His his field of vision is going to be better. His processing speed is going to be better. But you know, kind of a kind of a normal first game after sitting out for a year. One one play that stood out to me it was a 14 yard TJ Hawkinson. It was I think it was like a curl route, and Anthony Barr was in it, was on him in space. And of course, he tried to juke him. So Anthony Barr pushed off of that injured knee, and granted, he missed the tackle. But the way he missed, you would say I thought about the first thing I thought about was his was his shoulder. And then his chest, I was like, man, his chest, that pec muscle got stretched in that play. And then I saw him look at himself, and then he got back up and was like, okay, I'm ready to play. So you can tell he needed, you know, one hit or one awkward motion for him to say, okay, I'm, I'm back. Yeah, you know, I know that the Vikings training staff did all that they could um, and their strength and conditioning staff to get him ready to go, along with the coaching staff. You know, I, I understand that they sort of put him through a mock game uh, last week and gave him a bunch of snaps and just said, hey, we, we got to get your – your conditioning down. Yeah. We have to get your your eyes in the right place. We have to get your change of direction uh, all settled out. But there's just you know how yeah. it is. There's just nothing like yeah. being out nothing in the game. There's there. nothing like it. And and to be in an awkward situation and make a tackle on a big guy, yeah. uh, just like you described, I think it was the test that he needed. Mm-hmm. He needed to push off that knee. He needed to be in a, a in a compromised position with his upper body. And then after you, he survives that and he's fine, it's like okay, all systems are go. Now let's just play football. Speaking of getting out there. And just letting the guy play, 
I think the number one talker this week going forward is Christian Derisaw is playing. He had some, you know, some miscues, rightfully so, being a rookie, first game ever in the NFL. Your thoughts on him? You know, sort of like Anthony Barr. You know, I I, I paid special attention to him as he came out, and his first series was rough. Um, you know, he was he was not really effective. I don't think that he probably got a positive grade on any one of his plays that he was in there. But as the game went on, you could see him really start to adjust to the speed of the game. He was better with his hands as the game went on. Mm-hmm. You could see his he's his such a big body. He carries a lot of strength. You know, he would have he would have Trey Flowers' hands mm-hmm. fully extended into his chest, but once he just anchored down, there was no more moving him back. Yeah. So so he has that anchor. I saw a couple times he got beat with an inside swim move, and that's fine. That's yeah. going to happen, especially if you're just trying to get out and overset for the speed rush. But it, it was his recovery. Yeah. His feet were not sticking into the ground. He was able to push off, regain his, his control of himself, get that inside hand to work, and stop that inside swim move. So I thought that even though that he gave up some plays, he was able to recover and show some resilience and strength out there. Um, kind of like t- kind of a tell of two halves today. You look at the first half, and just speaking of third downs, JJ he had 104 yards and 104 receiving yards in this in the first half. 68 of those yards came on third down. So clearly, right before that last drive of the half, the Vikings they kind of had it figured out. They didn't have many three and outs until the second half of the uh, of the game. So when you look at just the tell of two halves, what stood out to you and what things do you think we need to improve on? Well, again, I, I thought that there are times where we were aggressive in the first half uh but then we we got into the second half and it's like hey we're we're comfortable with just you know a one score lead Mm -hmm. so let's just sort of you know do the predictable run play action pass and then and then try something on third down and i just i just think that we were we never got in sync really in the second half and Mm -hmm. hey credit to their defense i'm sure they had that had something to do with it but i think our play calling just overall didn't seem to flow as Mm -hmm. well and and again, I, I go back to the fact that this conservative nature that we're talking about, the end of the first half, we had 37 seconds left, two timeouts. Justin's already going over 100 yards. So yep. You know the pass game is working. Kirk didn't take a sack in the first half. There wasn't a lot of pressure. So what are we doing while we run the <laughs> clock out? You know, step on their throat, get down the field, get, get some aggression, and show that this team is – Hey, we're out here to win it, not mm-hmm. to not just to play it safe and potentially lose it at the end of the game. You know who stood out to me today, um, and and not because of his stats, but just because of the veteran leadership, the veteran presence, the veteran coaching ability that this guy just. Well, I just put it this way: he's very coachable. But I'm talking about Adam Thielen. Didn't have a catch the entire game. Had a drop in the first half. Didn't get one target until the last drive of the game. Two catches, 40 yards. But the fact that he was able to bounce back and not let that get in his head, I know that comes from being a veteran, but it's tough when you're one when you're one A or one B, and you're you're known for getting the ball at least five or six times a game. You know the quarterback is going to target you in the red zone whenever you have a one on one matchup. The fact that he didn't give in and the fact that he stepped up and put us in field goal range, I, I was thoroughly impressed by the way he was able to bounce back off of you know not the best first half. You know I I do think that. You know, sometimes failure is the best motivator. And the fact that he had a drop in a key situation yep. where Kirk was doing his best to buy some time on a bootleg and he was open and delivered a ball right to him and it bounced off his chest and he took an awkward hit from behind. Um, I think that, that that resonated throughout the rest of the game. Yeah. I think in that situation at the end of the game where you, there's a bunch of got to have it plays, mm-hmm. 
and being the vet that he is, I think that those are redeeming moments for him where not only am I going to go out there and be the guy in a crucial situation to get down into field goal range, but I got to redeem myself. Yeah. You know, he, he has, he had a, a red check next to his, his name today because of that, that drop, which was a really bad drop because yeah. it was an easy catch. Um, and he goes out and redeems himself when the team needed him the most. Greg Joseph, 54 yard field goal, uh, field goal before he missed a 49 yarder, the field goal before that he made a 53 yarder. So he made the, the kicks when he needed to, but I'm so excited he's on our team. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got to give him a lot of credit. I mean, these kickers are are put in some really, really tough situations. And, you know, just like the Arizona game, you know, he's going to take a lot of the blame for that. Yep. And even though that there's plenty of blame to go around, but, you know, that's that's the nature of that, of that position. So, you know, I, it, what I thought was interesting was the 49-yarder was short. Yeah. It wasn't inaccurate. It was just short. It hit, where, like, the bottom of the crossbow, like the – what do you call that, the that, stanchion? Just, yeah, just the post. You, yeah. Know, the, you know, the – yeah, maybe the stanchion. I don't know what goes into the ground. <laughs> um, but the 55-yarder he made with seemingly, like, plenty of leg. Yeah, like but then the 49-yarder, yeah. Yeah, right. it, it falls short. So you didn't know what we were going to have on the game winner cause, yeah. because – you know, he, he was a little inconsistent with some of his distances, but I mean, that's just nails. Yeah. I mean, you come out, he seemed super cool and calm and, uh, and he hit it right when the Vikings needed it. Well, the moral of this podcast is I wanted to get the negative out first. And I talked about Adam Thielen. And I talked about the kick and now we get to come, now we get to prepare for a Carolina Panthers team. And that's the exciting part that we actually have a win going into that game, no matter how you look at it. So moving forward, how do we continue to build and get a win against a Carolina Panthers team that lost to a Philadelphia Eagles team today? Well, we're going to have to be really good against the run game again, especially against Sam Darnold. I yeah. think, you know, I don't know how many rushing touchdowns he had today, but the five rushing touchdowns going in, into today was leading all quarterbacks, and, and he's a guy that will scramble. Mm -hmm. He's not afraid to tuck and run it. They're not afraid to have some designed quarterback run game from him. So you get that extra blocker in the run game, you're going to have to punish Sam Darnold every time that you get a chance to hit him. Uh, that's going to be tough. Anytime yeah. you go on the road against a, uh, a seemingly tough defense as well, I think there are some people saying out there it's a little bit of asterisk because they really haven't played anybody. But uh, that defense is still pretty formidable. They got yeah. some players out there. They have some injuries as well. Shaq Thompson, I don't think is he's, he was out. I think he's on IR. So one of their best players is out. They've, they, they're a little banged up. So maybe they're trending in a different direction. This is the perfect time for us to please be aggressive yes. and take care of business. Yes. And that starts with Kirk Cousins, and that starts with Clint Kubiak and Kirk Cousins, 25 or 34 today. 275 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Ben, uh, I guess I would just say final thoughts. Just final thoughts. I know we talked about Carolina Panthers, but I want to put this game to rest as quickly as possible because it does not feel good. And the more that I talk about it, the better I'm starting to feel because the words are starting to get out of my system. So how, how are you feeling just moving forward? So I do want to touch on a, a few positives, individual performances. You know, I thought, I thought Bashad, Bashad Breland really came out and um, and had a good game. Mm -hmm. You know, he, he's he's getting picked on. I know everybody sees his his pro football focus score, um, but today I saw a much more disciplined Breland. Mm -hmm. When when the play would go away, and you're supposed to sit and wait for something to come back, he's not chasing anymore. He had he had one play where he did that. It mm -hmm. didn't really cost us much, but. I think his discipline is getting better. He's understanding the defense a little bit better. Uh, he's tackling a little bit better. Uh, so I, I want to give him special mention. And, and along with DJ Wanham, I think DJ mm. Wanham, this is one of the better games he's played. Yep. 
not only just getting to the quarterback, but I noticed him right away in the run game. You know, they they tested him in the run game a few times out on the edge, and and he did a great job with his hand strike and separation and, and being a factor in the run as opposed to just holding your gap. So I, I thought as far as DJ Wanham's development, because we're going to need more and more rotational guys as yeah. the season goes along, I thought he played well. And, and again, as much as Barr start off a little rough, I, I like his presence out there. I yeah. like the way yep. our defense looks Agreed. with 55 out Agreed. there. And before I got hired here, and before I knew anything about the Vikings, I always said 55 Anthony Barr. That's the first thing I thought about when I thought about the Vikings defense. So having him back today, no matter if he was 100% or 60%, it was so good to see him back. And that's only going to build confidence going forward. In your interview with him earlier, he said he was a little nervous. He had those butterflies. Now he's got those out. Now he knows what it feels like to play in the league again and finally play with some confidence. So we're going to need that confidence, going to need that energy going forward against this Carolina Panthers team. You know what I hate about interviewing Anthony Barr? <laughs> it it really puts me in check because he's a big dude, man. <laughs> you don't read. I don't think people realize how big Anthony Barr. Because you're is. like six three. Yeah, I'm I'm a little under six three, and I know that I'm not at my playing weight, but it feels like he towers over me, <laughs> and he's just so broad. And yeah. you're like, damn, man, you're you're. We played the same position. Yeah. Like it's just not even fair that you yeah. can move the way that you can move, and you're bigger than I was. Yeah. Like. He's an intimidating dude. I got to tell you that. Yeah, and hopefully he, he intimidates Sam Darnold next yeah. week who threw three interceptions. So there's more to that. We got more of this and about 11 more games left that are promised before we started talking what's next for the Vikings. So I'm excited, man. I'm excited. Thank you for joining me again next yeah, week. Thank you, man. We will have Pete Bursich on along with myself and Ben Lieber. So for Ben Lieber. This is Gabe Henderson. Thank you for listening again to another edition of the Vikings Post Game Report. Talk to you next week.